October 3rd, Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 23. Dear brothers and sisters, I, Paul, love you and long to see you, for you are my joy and the reward for my work. So please, stay true to the Lord, my dear friends. And now I want to plead with those two women, Yodia and Syntyche, please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true teammate, to help these women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. And they worked with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are written in the book of life. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, let me say one more thing as I close this letter. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned from me and heard from me and saw me doing, and the God of peace will be with you. How grateful I am, and how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but for a while you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to get along happily whether I have much or little. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything with the help of Christ, who gives me the strength I need. But even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. What I want is for you to receive a well-earned reward because of your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need, more than I need. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable to God and pleases Him. And this same God, who takes care of me, will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now glory be to God our Father, for ever and ever. Amen. Give my greetings to all the Christians there. The brothers who are with me here send you their greetings, and all the other Christians send their greetings too, especially those who work in Caesar's palace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit.
This week's Bible meditation is going to be Isaiah 61.4. And they shall build the old wastes. They shall rise up in the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. God will use the foolish things to confound the wise. God can use a man without arms and legs to be his hands and feet, to prove that it's not about Nick. It's not about his ability. It's not about him and his strength and how, how he speaks all around the world and uses his hands greatly as gestures and body language while he gets excited preaching. It's not about me, it's about Jesus. I didn't write my story, Jesus wrote my story. He knew me before the earth began. And I don't know about you, but yeah, it's good to have a job. It's good to have a relationship and get married and have kids. It's good to have that stuff. But until you find Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there will be always something missing. You can't rely on you because you will fail you every single time, just about. I needed Him, not just because of this, but for my heart, for my mind. By the grace of God, He kept me here on earth, even though I tried to commit suicide at age 10. The bullying at my school convinced me that I was a mistake that I'd never eventuate to anything. Man, what a lie. When you realize it's just the devil, I say just the devil because the devil's nothing compared to Jesus. I was listening to the encouragement my parents were saying, but then listening to the lies at the same time, the lies saying, you're not good enough, Nick, just give up. No, I am wonderfully and fearfully made according to Psalm 139. Oh, Nick, you should just give up. No, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. At age 10, I didn't believe the truth because I wasn't running the race. I wasn't in the right race. The race where it's not just getting things in your life and doing things and having things. What happens after you get married? You think you're the happiest person alive. You need to talk to some married people first. <laughs> Amen? Amen? All right, so then after you get married, and I love my wife, trust me. But if you're not happy single in Jesus, then you're not going to be happy married. Amen? It's not about me. It's not about my ability. It's not anything about that. It's all about Jesus. It's not about what you have or what you don't have, or what you wish you had or what you wish you didn't have. It's all about Jesus, that no matter where you are in your life right now, if you ask God to forgive you of your sin and you repent of your sin, God will come into your life, forgive you of your sin. You'll receive His life, His blessings, His life eternal, and His life life's plan for your life not my plan I don't want my plan sometimes we just need to get over ourselves and actually realize that sometimes God actually has a better plan I suggest a plan to God and he doesn't say anything sometimes but we gotta understand that God's ways are higher than ours and thoughts are higher than ours and I showed that video for for the summary of my testimony 
And I want you to know in your life, I don't know what you're going through, but God does. If I have Jesus, I have everything I need. Now, does that mean I, I don't have a pair of shoes in my closet just in case he says yes to me? No, I do have a pair, okay? Just in case, okay? I wanna be ready. But what we need healing first is in the inside and to hear the voice of God. Hearing the voice of God, when you hear a phone ring, you pick it up, okay? When you're sometimes dialing into heaven and it feels like He's not picking up, don't hang up on God, He's listening. I hung up on God because I didn't understand His plan. God said through my parents, Nick, God's got a plan for your life. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. I have a whole plan in the future. I'm like, no way, there's no race like that. There's no heaven, there's no God. Look at all the pain in the world. If God loved the world, then why is He letting so much pain happen? Later on, you realize in the Bible, God doesn't give us pain, but whatever the enemy tried to use for bad, God turned into good. I can't do anything with my broken pieces, but there's nothing that God cannot do. I've seen pain. I've seen miracles. God allows things that we don't understand, but I want you to know if you hold on to Him, He'll hold on to you. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart, even when you cannot walk, He'll carry you. When you don't get a miracle, you can still be a miracle. I don't need what the world can give me. I want what Jesus wants to give me. What do you think I rather want? One more person to live forever or have a little bit more money? What do you take with you? Nothing. Nothing. Not your garden, not your car, not your nothing. Just you, your soul. And the encouragement you've planted all around you, hopefully souls to come with you. I can only imagine. Now, don't, don't handcuff me because of my doctrine, but I just like this illustration. Imagine God sees me and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, welcome home. And then he sort of looks over my shoulder and says, who'd you bring? Amen? I wanna run that race, the race that matters, the race that counts. And I'd rather be paralyzed in the arms of Jesus in that race than be the first prize winner and runner in any other race. Psalm 75, verses 1 through 10. For the choir director, a psalm of Asaph, to be sung to the tune, Do Not Destroy, a song. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your mighty miracles. God says, At the time I have planned, I will bring justice against the wicked. When the earth quakes and its people live in turmoil, I am the one who keeps its foundations firm. I warned the proud, stop your boasting. I told the wicked, don't raise your fists. Don't lift your fists in defiance at the heavens, or speak with rebellious arrogance. For no one on earth, from east or west, or even from the wilderness, can raise another person up. It is God alone who judges. He decides who will rise and who will fall. For the Lord holds a cup in His hand. 
It is full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours the wine out in judgment, and all the wicked must drink it, draining it to the dregs. But as for me, I will always proclaim what God has done. I will sing praises to the God of Israel. For God says, I will cut off the strength of the wicked, but I will increase the power of the godly. Proverbs 24, verses 17 through 20. Do not rejoice when your enemies fall into trouble. Don't be happy when they stumble, for the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. Do not fret because of evildoers. Don't envy the wicked, for the evil have no future. Their light will be snuffed out. <laughs>